Do you ever feel like there's something or someone standing in the way between the man that you are right now and the man who you were created to be? And maybe you see other Christian men who are competent and reliable and authentic, and you just wish you could be more like them. Well, me and my guests are here to tell you how the simple act of surrendering to God can help you win in life and become the man that you've always wanted to be. Gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Becoming Men podcast. This is brought to you by the Becoming Men Com. I'm still your host, Ray Delanues, and today's guest is set to blow you away. Joseph Warren started a $2 million a year business at age 19. If that doesn't capture attention, I don't know what will. Then he semi-retired for five years. And then after blowing through all of his money and almost being murdered twice, this is legit, he suffered severe depression and considered ending his life. But then God, right? Then something extraordinary happened in his life. God pulled him out of his dark and twisted worship for pleasure, money, and success to show him his true identity and higher purpose. Now, Joseph is actually the host of not one, but two podcasts on the top 100 list, Broken Catholic and your first $100,000 with listeners in more than 85 countries. Joseph is devoted to showing Christians how to build faith and profits into their business because he believes that real success is not just about money. Ain't that the truth? Joseph also does spiritual coaching. You'll actually hear about that blowuprocks.com and everything that he's doing over there. Guys, it is my pleasure to introduce you to Mr. Joseph Warren. Man, I am blessed in so many darn ways that matter. And then I got the daily frustrations of just being a man and dealing with, uh, you know, things forced on us that are testing us right now in this culture, making us, you know, just wish things would be better or standing up with a backbone, not a wishbone and making things get better. This is what we're called to as men, you know, but it's difficult. You're sending chills down my spine, to be honest, just saying that makes me want to stand more erect like yeah he's right <laughs> you know just okay personally. i'll do it too let's sit up in <laughs> our chairs okay. okay you guys see that good posture for the guys well, listening on the podcast i'm, missing, I'm not as buff this. as ray but you know <laughs> i did have covid for two weeks and i lost 15 pounds of muscle that was no fun way. no way. way well you know speaking of uh said virus and uh you know, reasons for us having needing to have a, a backbone. I really, I don't think I've actually publicly said this. So listener, you're welcome. Um, I am choosing something very difficult right now. I think there's a small percentage of men out there doing so um, to just not go along with the, uh, with the mandates and what they require of us and being in the military that kind of comes with some repercussions that are way outside of my control. And that right there is what is breaking me right now is, is I'm noticing there's something not within my sphere of influence and I don't like it. Right. My physical, I can't touch the, the, you know, the thing that I need to touch to be able to make things work out. And I'm sure there are many men listening right now that, you know, this can apply in 50 different areas. You know, you want to be able to get that promotion, but you just can't influence it. You know, you want to break free from that uh, addiction that you've had for so long. You've tried to leave it behind before, but you, you just can't put your hand on the thing that you need to get to, or at least it feels like it. Uh, and it sounds, Joseph, from listening to uh, a lot of your conversations, this is part of your story. Am I right? 
This is definitely part of my story. This is the majority of my story mm. is I have always tried to be what I call a little control freak. I didn't do it consciously. It was subconsciously as men. We want to control our situations. We want to control our outcomes and results. We want to control our relationships uh, to serve us. And that may sound selfish. Well, good, because it is. Yeah. Um, it's again, it's not a conscious thing. It's how we're wired. It's our default. It's our, my dad used to say, he's a Marine. Uh, my dad used to say, it's our hell bent tendency. Mm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. From original sin. We're naturally navel gazing throughout the day. It's all about me. We may not admit it, but secretly, that's what's so. And in my entire life, I was pinned down by the rocks of control, control issue of things outside of my circumstances that I couldn't maneuver. I couldn't manipulate uh, to the outcomes that I wanted exactly to what you're speaking to, Ray. And I know yeah. your listener resonates with that. There are things in your life right now, listener, that you wish you could just physically, forcefully uh, shift, change, move, uh, interrupt whatever is needed, or like in my case, blow up mm. those rocks that are weighing down on you uh, in your marriage and your parenting and your work life, your finances, etc. Yeah. Um, but here's the good news. First, it's bad though. You can't. Mm. You can't and you're not meant to. And God set it up that way. And I disagree with how he set it up. <laughs> I think it sucks. I'm a man just like the rest of us. Yeah. And I want to control everything in my little universe. Y-O-U, your own universe. Uh -huh. We're all walking around in our own universes playing God and being the controller the king on the throne, but pretending and calling upon God when we don't have control and we can't figure something out or we're confused. Then we call upon our creator. But the rest of the time, we're actually playing God in our lives and it's not working. So that's the bad news. And it's also the good news. The good news is, well, the bad news is you can't do it in your own strength. The good news is God's strength is sufficient. That's right. And God set it up that way so that you would need him. Because let's be real. When we got everything going in the direction we want, we're not asking for help from anyone, oh, yeah. including God. True or true. It's so true, man. And th this is, I guess, one of the reasons why it's easier to think that if you had less of, you know, less money, less, uh, you know, success, you would rely more on God. And so people falsely attribute money, you know, to evil because they think, you know, at least in my, mm -hmm. in my world, I've seen it pictured that like to be poor, to be needy is to be in right relationship with God. <laughs> and it's really because of our own mindset of our, of our own um, tendency, hell bent tendency to mm -hmm. pull away from the, from, from the provider. Once we feel like we have been provided for sufficiently. Yes. Right. And I agree with that. And I think uh, going back to wishbone versus backbone, uh, what you're describing is really secretly avoidance. Mm. It's avoidance where we're not leaning into the thing that scares us. We're not leaning into the areas of our life where we feel completely out of control. Yeah. 
And what do I mean by lean in? Well, there's an actual spiritual exercise and many exercises I teach in my coaching to men that help them, show them, guide them to lean into their present situation, whether it looks good or bad. Yeah. But the way they lean in is not what the world teaches, which is you go in and you fix it. You work on it. Uh, yeah. You know, I hear that so often from men. It's such a cliche. I'm like, hey, how's it going with the marriage? Hey, how's it going with the addiction, the alcohol, the work workaholism? How's it going? Oh, man. Yeah, man. You know, I'm hanging in there. You know, I got to work on that more, man. I, I just got to work on that. <laughs> yeah. See, everybody's working on things, yeah. but it's not yeah. working. Yeah. And when are you going to wake up, young man, and look in the mirror and say, this isn't working? See, without blaming yourself, without making yourself wrong, because you probably do that all day, all day. don't we all as men? Yeah. Guilt and shame, and we just stack those rocks on top of us, and then the enemy pushes some more. Mm -hmm. But this isn't what God wants for his sons. And if you're listening to this show right now, you're one of God's sons, which means you get more than just his promise of inheritance. You get his promise of authority. Mm. as a That's son good. of the king. See, the thing is, many of us were walking around as princes naked. How's that? Well, we have no idea where we came from. <laughs> yes. We've forgotten. Yes. We walked out of the palace as a kid. And we've been living most of our lives as a pauper on the streets. And the world has told us we're no good. We're broken. We're That's less right. than. We're poor That's in right. every capacity. Stop trying. It's not going to work. Why are you still trying? Dude, just go with the flow, man. Yeah. Be complacent. Do what everybody else is doing. Even though your heart aches to do so. Why? Because it was made by God. It was made by a king and it's the heart of a prince inside of you. See, your heart knows your identity. Your head jacks everything up. And most wow. of us, where do we live, gentlemen? In our head or in our heart throughout the day? Yeah. This is where all the rocks in your head exist. This is what I do. I blow up rocks in men's heads permanently so they never have to deal with them again. And they get the freedom, the peace, and the purpose that they've been desperately searching for and working <laughs> on for 42 bleeping years. <laughs> if, you, if you're watching the video, you get to see blowuprocks.com. <laughs> That's just fantastic. Okay. But so you do this in the lives of men and, and you walk men through this. And I, and sure. I want to get to some of the practicality. But like, what, what did this look like for you, right? Like, where did this come from? Where did this idea come from? Because there's no way you woke up one morning and you said, oh, that was it. I just have to connect my heart to my head. These 18 inches in between, apparently they're very easy to connect. No, they're not because <laughs> people lay on their deathbeds, still never had making that connection. Um, well said. So what happened? I've been told my life resembles a movie. <laughs> And is literally, you, you could pick a chapter of my life and it's each chapter is a different movie. And it's because I've done a lot of dumb things um, the way I thought was best for me in my life. 
and I took the risk and I didn't consult with God mm. and I just went for it myself and tried to control it, manipulate it, people and things and put myself in very precarious situations, was almost murdered twice. Yes, I had success in business multiple times. Yes, I've had even more failures than successes for sure. Where did this desire in my heart um, to help men get set free the way God set me free come from? Uh, it was not of my accord. <laughs> you don't wake up one day and say, I'm picturing a rock. And I see it like on the tops of men's shoulders and they're walking around with this big boulder. Yeah. They call their brain and it's weighing them down. It's crushing them. Yeah. It's destroying them. No, that didn't happen. Instead, I was actually doing very well in one of my businesses and I was comfortable and complacent. Mm -hmm. I had automated the business. I had stepped out of the business. I was working only two hours a week. And I collected a very nice paycheck and my team ran both operations. And I remember I had a, uh, an emptiness still inside of me that was not being quenched by the material things. Yeah, we all know this. Yet we continue to pursue what we already know isn't going to work because yeah. we're really smart like that. Yeah. And. I was spending an hour a day in silence with God every morning at that particular chapter of my life and really listening to the Lord, yet then going out into the day and sinning left and right, especially with women and occurring as a total hypocrite in my life. So I want to be very clear about that. But it was that blocked out time in the morning of quiet silence, listening for God and what he wanted for my life. What's his plan? And I was taught a spiritual discipline of how to do that, how to quiet my mind and actually hear my maker's voice. Turns out any man can do it. Hmm. He just has to be taught the step-by-step -step blueprint that he didn't even know existed. Nor did I. So I was taught this by my Baptist brothers, actually. And uh, it started to work. And I would sit there with a journal and just ask God questions and record what came to my heart. And it was answers that I could not make up with my brain, if yeah. that makes any sense. Oh, you yeah. ever had that where Absolutely. you just hear a voice and you're like, there's no way that was me. <laughs> there's no way. Like I could, And oh my gosh, that answers 10 different things yeah. that I've been wrestling with for 20 years. That's only God, right? So you learn to recognize his voice. So I did. And I prayed a really dangerous prayer. I said, Father, God, if there's anything blocking your will for my life, I give you permission to remove it. And here's the dangerous, stupid part. I said, and use force if necessary. Hmm. Because I know how stubborn I occur. And how resistant I am with my little control freak to God's will. So it was that dangerous, stupid prayer that God had been waiting for from his son. Which gave yeah. him permission because he's the ultimate gentleman. 
and he, he will not come in and take over all the things out that are out of control in our lives yeah. until we give him control and release our death grip of control and stop playing God and make him God because he is. So I was able to do that. And two weeks later, God came in and ruined, ruined, my wife corrects me all the time on that word, ruined my entire successful automated business and took it from me. Why? Because I prized that business I had built more than my relationship with God and with others. I had my false identity placed in my success and my achievements and my bank account. And God needed to strip the false identity from me first before he showed me and revealed my true identity. And every man, this is the journey. There is no way to avoid that path God wants to take you on. The question is, are you ready? Are you sick and tired of being in control, which actually looks like out of control? in your life? And are you ready to give over your control to the only one who's in control of all the things that are outside your control? Look at the pandemic. If you're willing to do that and you're ready to do that, then there's a clear blueprint to do it. And just like in the Marines, right? Yeah. There's a boot camp experience, isn't there? Oh yeah. There's a hell week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's, it's an initiation. It's a question. It's a, but, and it challenges you physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, all of it. How bad do you want it? That's the whole purpose. How bad do you want this? Do you want that new life, this future, a better marriage? How bad do you want it? Or are you just pretending? And doing the least possible things you could do about it and going, oh, look at me. You know, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. But you're not actually getting rid of the rocks. You're just learning to cope with them, deal with them, manage them, move them from one side of your back to the other. This is not how God wants his sons, you, to live. That's all I got on that. Yeah. Man, it, it's funny because we we really do have... Um that transformative experience, right? That, that initial experience in, in bootcamp. Uh, and it's called the crucible, right? So everything that we did in all of bootcamp leads up to this one situation, right? And really here's the, here's the definition of a crucible, a situation of severe trial or in which different elements interact leading to the creation of something new. <laughs> Love it. Right. Okay. So, so that's my coaching is a crucible. I should call it crucible, crucible coaching. <laughs> Nobody will want it <laughs> if I name it that. Yeah. Right. Like, wait, hold on. This is going to be difficult. No. And, and so, man, I love the, the imagery because yeah, you're being invited into this crucible with the Lord. Yes. And that, that's your initial transformation from, yes. from saying, Hey, Lord, I am done being in control. I'm yes. done trying to be the God in my, of my own life. And I'm giving this over to you and you go through this initial um, portion. But I think the one thing that the military in the Marine Corps, um, I could speak to um, more specifically, we do this thing called sustaining the transformation. And I, I think that's what, that's where uh, a lot of your coaching comes in because 
the initial transformation that we had right during that crucible, that's one event. But to continue that down the road through all of the trials and troubles that are going to come through all of the temptations that are still going to show up at your front porch, you're going to need to continue a transformation that goes beyond the initial uh, point of, you know, no return, right? Like we are saying Mm -hmm. yes to the Lord, but you know, I think sometimes we confuse like that. Yes. Is a continual perpetual. Yes. It's a yes. Mm -hmm. Every single time you wake up in the morning, you turn, put your feet on the ground and you have to say yes again. Every married man and every father listening to this show right now understands that concept. They understand that being a father is an everyday yes decision to all the challenges that come with it that day. And being a husband is an everyday yes decision and commitment to your bride. Yeah. It's no different with God. No different with God. See, here's the thing. As a Marine in a boot camp or any military, right, boot camp experience, you are thrown into immersion, an immersion experience surrounded by other men that will hold you accountable. Do you really want this? I'll show you how. It's going to suck, but I'm going to get you through or I'm going to break you and show you that you actually didn't really want it. Those are the two outcomes. Okay. Both are good, by the way, because yeah. <laughs> you have clarity you after something. both. something, exactly. Yeah. yeah, you get clarity after it, right? However, most men, many men don't have that advantage of being immersed in a group of men that are going to push them through the fire, through the yeah. hot coal boot camp experience. After they make a definitive decision, enough is enough. I want more in my life. I know this is not God's best for me. God As I said, I give you permission to remove anything that is blocking your plan for my life. I didn't call those rocks back then because I didn't have that imagery, but that's what it was. Remove the rocks that are weighing me down in my life that I can't pick up anymore because they grew so big. They're bigger than me. My strength is not enough. I need you to remove it, Lord. Making that definitive decision is the requirement for transformation. Yeah. Most men don't even get to that point. They make a weak decision to take a step, to try. I'll try it again. I'll try to give up the drinking again. I'll try to give up the porn again. Mm-hmm. I'll try to stop cheating on my wife. I'll try to stop working so many hours at the office and avoid uh, leaning in and loving on my children. I'll try. That's not enough, gentlemen. You're called to greatness, not weakness. Weak men can try all day long, and they do. Great men, princes, sons of the kings, which you are, you're called to make a definitive decision. Enough is enough. I'm all in, which is signing up, right, for the boot camp experience in the military. But you don't have the advantage of being supported by men around you. And most of us go through it alone. The enemy loves that loves that because he shows up with an army and you show up with one. How's that going to work out? Why do you think it didn't work before? You did it by yourself. You didn't ask for help because it's not manly to ask for help. Or is it? I agree. It's not manly to ask for help, but it is humility and it is necessary. What do you want to say, Ray? Yeah, no, I would say that's probably one of the most manliest things you could do because how many 
generals can you point to in history that uh, you can attribute the demise of complete units because they were so proud that they would not stop to ask for help from a, a subordinate or a adjacent unit? Yeah. Right. And it's, this is the, the demise, man. But uh, there's something about your message that really hits home, right? And you use the word, you know, the words, you know, relinquish or give up control um, so that you can come under God's control, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in the military, we submit to authority. You know, and, and that there's not much of a difference there. It's just, you know, we're, we're going to use, you know, exact language. And I, I find that in James 4, 7, when uh, James says, submit yourselves, therefore, to God or submit, yes. therefore, to God. And when I looked into that, I'm like, man, yeah, it feels like that is not a very manly thing. You know, no. Because like white flags waving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This doesn't feel good. I teach on this exact print, uh, principle. Then I, I want to hear from you. Okay. So there are two types. Gentlemen, did you know there are two types of surrender? Did you know there's two types of submitting or relinquishing? There's two types, right? So Rage is brought up. Yeah. The main type, the world knows, which is giving up, quitting, white flag, losing, which makes you a loser. Nobody wants to be a loser. Well, I'm going to stay away and avoid that at all costs. So we keep fighting. We keep going, even though it's not working and we're hurting people and we're hurting ourselves. I cannot quit. I cannot give up. It's what the business world teaches. It's what I was taught as a young boy, et cetera, right? Yes. You're caught up in the first type of surrender. Yeah. That's the world's definition of surrender. However, Jesus came and taught a different type of surrender and his entire message is about surrender. Just mm-hmm. FYI, that's the word I use. Okay, surrender. Yeah. Right? You use submit in the military. Okay? You must die to self in order to find new life. Come, take up your cross. Follow me. Surrender. He's saying surrender your little control freak. This is what the entire message of the New Testament is about surrender. Dying to yourself. So that God could raise you up into a new creation. So that God's strength is sufficient because yours isn't. Yours is human, fleshy, not enough. So the second type of surrender is spiritual surrender. So you have physical surrender, worldly, and that makes you a loser. Nobody wants it. Avoid it at all costs. Got it. And then you have spiritual surrender. This is what God is waiting for. When I said that prayer, God, I give you everything, right? I give you permission. Take over. Here's my little control freak on the altar. I sacrifice it to you. Total surrender to him. And then permission to come in and remove whatever is in the path. Clear it out, Lord. A total definitive decision of surrender. That's all he needed. That little access. And then he came in and ruined my entire fake life. Mm. And gave me one that was real. So those are the two types of surrender. The first one, yes, stay away from it. It's not good. Fight for your marriage. Fight for your freedom. Fight as a man. Don't give up. Don't surrender. That's worldly. That's uh, physical. Spiritually, in your faith, in your walk as a son of the father, you must surrender to his authority. You must. This is your pathway. When you do that, he takes over. And yes, there is a step-by-step blueprint to do such. 
And if you try to do it alone, you're just going to go in circles, which may or may not be what you've been doing for many years. Yeah. Chasing our own tails. I was. I was. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. One of the beautiful things about that spiritual surrender right, and, and that submitting is that, uh, you know, going just to the Greek uh, in, in James, where he says, submit therefore to God, he's using the word hapatasso, uh, and uh, it, it means to be, to place under authority, right? To be subject to. Yes. I'm a lieutenant. I'm under the authority of a captain who is under the authority of a lieutenant colonel. Okay. Yes. While it may seem unmanly, right, to be subject to this captain who I call sir every single day, I give the utmost respect to, what mm-hmm. it really does is it equips me with the right authority above me to be able to affect the battlefield around me. Yes. So as a frontline officer, right, I'm, I'm boots on the deck with the men leading whatever charge we're leading. But the fact that I am placed under authority and I subject myself to somebody else's will, he gets to, first of all, look out for my, be- for, for my best interest while I may be engaged. He sees a bigger picture of the battlefield. That's number one. And number two, that's where the resources lies. So I reach up the chain of command and say, hey, I'm taking heavy fire over here in this quadrant. Can we affect this with artillery? And he comes in, Roger, Lieutenant check got it <laughs> you know like that's the the benefit of surrender uh it, that you're talking about am i wrong that is well said i love the imagery you created for all our military folks out there man you you get what ray just created right you call in the jets you call in the flyover you give the coordinates right we're outmanned we're outgunned gentlemen you are outmanned and outgunned in the spiritual battle called your life. Mm. And as Ray is saying, when you submit yourself under the authority of the king, God, your maker, your creator, your good father, whom you can trust to give you good things, you're calling on the power of heaven and all its resources to do a flyover in your life. Yeah. And completely demolish, disintegrate, obliterate the enemy and his forces in your marriage, attacking your children, your porn, addiction. All of it can be blown to smithereens once and for all if you stop relying on your strength and call in the big guns of heaven. Now, remember, Jesus went first. I believe leadership is this. I have a definition for leadership. It is uniquely my own. My own. And leadership to me means you go first. That's good. Three words. You go first. You want to be a spiritual leader in your home, right? We hear this all over the place. Called to be spiritual leader. Okay, gentlemen, you go first. Well, how do I go first? Submit your control. To God. Yeah. For real. Yeah. Then show your wife how to do it. (laughs) Then show your kids how to do it. Nah, that isn't what we've been doing. We've been like, honey, you go first. You're just, you know, my wife, she's just more spiritually inclined than me. She leads the prayers for the home. She teaches the kids. She's better at it. She's just better at it. I don't want to mess it up. I want the best for my kids. Oh, you virtual signaling wuss. 
Lean in. You go first. Jesus went first. He set the example. He submitted himself under the authority of the Father and the Father's will, which was to die on a cross to save you. Yeah. He went first. And I know you're you're teaching this uh, to men in, in the coaching that you do. And I, I love this, man. My life was transformed by one man who decided to take me under his wing and never he was never there to just point out my flaws, never there to just call me out on bullcrap, although he did both. Um, but he was always <laughs> there to point me to the way right, yes. and to just be a guide. So I love it. And I, I've modeled uh, that. And I have men around the world that now we are coaching and to, just the fruit is all there. Awesome. What you're doing is is very special. Um, you're really mm. transforming lives. People with, with addictions for decades and they're being broken. Uh, people who are pursuing one thing and, and really God's calling them to another, they're submitting and they're abiding. Uh, so I, I want to know practically, what are some of the things that you're doing, teaching, and how are you going about this in, in the lives of men? Sure. Do you mean actual tools? Uh, yeah, tools. And then even just pointing to to uh, your services, man. Oh, got it. Okay. Um, yeah. Not only are we changing lives, transforming lives, I think that's good, but that it's also worldly, right? The business world does that. We're transforming eternities. Huh, good. Good. Like we're transforming eternities. Why? Because we're dealing with the soul. We're dealing with spiritual matters, which are eternal. You yes. are not your brain, sir. Right. Most of us think we are our thoughts. Therefore, when we have negative thoughts put in there by the enemy, we believe it's us. Yeah. And if I'm having evil thoughts, well, then I must be evil. I must be bad. I must be broken. This is how the enemy wins. He gets us to believe the false narrative about who we actually are and forget that we are sons of the father and we have the entire authority given to us and we can call in a flyover from heaven at any time in our lives. So what I do specifically is I help Christian men, Christian husbands, particularly uh, to blow up uh, the rocks in their life, to blow up their anger issues, to blow up their control issues. And by the way, if you think you don't have control issues, ask yourself, has your wife been pointing it out over the years? Do you need to control the family vacations? Even that, where you go, everything. And then when it doesn't go exactly the way you wanted it to, you blow up mm-hmm. on your wife and your children because your anger is just fuel so hot. These are rocks in your life. This is not who you are. They're rocks. They can easily be removed. So that's what I do. I help men blow up these rocks in their life that have grown to a size that it's too big for them to do on their own. Yeah? Yeah. And uh, and I do it. Here's the great part. I do it without therapy or marriage counseling. Because let's be real, us men, we don't like to sit in those things. And though they are good and they are helpful in some areas, they mostly... Um, just give you ways to talk about your rocks, yeah. to identify your rocks, 
to learn different ways to cope with your rocks, manage your rocks, how to move them from one side of your back to the other, but never blow them up and get rid of them. So you never have to deal with your rocks ever again. That's what I do. Yeah. I sell peace. If you have anger constantly 24 seven going on because you feel so outside of control. That's where men's anger comes from, by the way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's that out of control feeling in your life that causes chronic frustration and disappointment that then builds into anger. And then you blow up on the people you love most and make them wrong because you're doing it all for them. And you want that out of your life permanently once and for all. That's what I do with blow up rocks coaching. I don't work with everybody. I only work with a select few men who are ready, who are ready to make the definitive decision to go into the boot camp experience and then not do it alone to ask for the help so that they succeed all the way through from a man myself who went first in his own life. And God has blessed me now with uh, the girl of my dreams, my beautiful bride, Fallon. Um, We got married in 2019 after God blew up all the rocks in my head. And uh, we conceived on our wedding night. We have a beautiful daughter named Alara, and she's one and a half years old. Her name means the Lord is my light, Alara. And she lights up everyone everywhere she goes. And that's her destiny. And we're going to train her up to live that destiny in this world, bring God's light to the world. And then uh, God just gave us a beautiful son uh, two months ago. His name is Asher, which is Old Testament tribes of Asher. And it means happy and blessed by God. And that's his destiny. And he's going to bring that to the world. That's his gifting son and daughter of God. We are each children of God. We each have giftings. So if you want to find yours, and by the way, and I'll just close on this. I work with gentlemen that are crushing it in business, many of them, okay? But then they got the rocks in the other areas that matter. And they don't want to mm-hmm. die with them on their deathbed, yeah? Smart man. Oh, yeah. And they're ready to ask for help. But some of those men, their rocks don't look like anger and control issues, Rather, their rocks rocks look like um, confusion about God's plan for the rest of their life. They don't see his purpose. They don't see their calling clearly. They don't see what's next. If you want that and that describes you, you're also the right candidate if you're ready for more, if you're ready for God's best. And by the way, God's best, you may not agree with his path because it's awesome. His ways are so much bigger. So I will give you the tools and the access to clearly see God's best for the rest of your life and give you a gift called choice, a decision to say yes to it or just to stay where you are. Yeah. Both are fine. So that's what I do. You can find out more at blowuprocks.com. And then, uh, of course, if you're interested in both my top 100 podcast, uh, one faith-based, one business, um, you know, I'm sure, uh, Ray, you'll put the link somewhere. Yeah. Thanks. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I, I have to tell you this this imagery that I'm getting as you're describing blowing up rocks. Uh, it's so interesting to see uh, the demolition of things. And you would think, hey, I got this huge mound. I got to clear it. I got to blow it up. Bring in a ton of TNT. Oh, but no. in all actuality, if you have somebody who is skillful and who knows the craft, who's strategic, 
they know exactly where to put a little small bit of dynamite so that it affects the rest of it. And so where where one amateur might come in and try to blow you up and then maybe you have you shrapnel. Have some, shrap, exactly. You have shrapnel and some second and third order effects. You're coming in with that precision, those strategies to be able to blow up the right one so it cascades and takes it all out piecemeal. Man, I well, love that. Well said. You should do my marketing. Thank you. <laughs> I, uh, I'm pretty cheap, so we'll talk later. <laughs> Maybe looking for a new job here. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Becoming Men podcast. Until next time, continue to march.